Come on, boys, and your girl best friend. It's time to find over our favorite man. Pass, dribble, jump, shoot. The game ballers love it when they take it to the hoop. Dribble, dribble, spin and juke. We like the best sport where the boys are cute. Time out, six man in. Break away your pants, cause it's time to begin. Whistle, whistle, foul on the play. Turn up the volume, cause it's time for NBA. I think this means that Mitch wants me to intro the show today instead of him. Welcome to the ND Gay Podcast, everyone. Uh, we are back. I apologize for not giving everyone a heads up about our last step that's been up now for a bit. Uh, we just kind of talked about more bubble stuff. It was right before all this, uh, we don't want to call it new, but all this updated stuff happened in the bubble where players said... Jeff, we were, Jeff, uh, sorry, the, uh, the executive, my bosses, the executive producers were wondering if you could take that again. They thought your energy was a little bit low coming in there. They know you're disappointed about the Raptors game that just happened, but they were hoping that you could intro the show with a little bit more well, energy. Well, producer, what uh, I actually did, because I was so disappointed uh, in the Raptors game that we just watched, I teed up the game seven highlights, Sixers, Raptors last year, because I just needed a nice, a good <laughs> few minutes of basketball to watch. <laughs> I know Jay is absolutely losing his mind right now, but it's true. I had to. It was a really disappointing game. And Jay can feel my pain. He just went through that when the Lakers got thumped in game one by Portland and had to deal with media and probably other of his friends saying, now, hold on, we didn't get thumped, we just lost. We oh, we played like shit. No, we but get, I think the Raptors and Lakers played we equally get as shitty um, for each of their game ones. Yes, so, that's fair. I don't know. That that's If that's the energy you were looking for, Ferg, the, 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 All right, so I think we, he was we just this over again? So I didn't have a good intro. I think we're still live. <laughs> yeah, we're still live. I was, on, I was making a kill. Um, yeah, so all right, well, boys, all what's right, up? So. We're here now. The, the playoffs have started again. We haven't done an app. Uh, since the boycotts happened and the playoffs paused for a bit. So we'll, we'll spend some time on that and talk about it. Um, but yeah, we're here and the playoffs have started again. So producer Ferg, Jay, welcome. What are we, what's up? I don't know who to start, but go ahead. Yeah, you go, Jay. Oh shit. I'm, I'm second on the, on the dock today. All right. This is, this is changing it up. Um, yeah. Second round. Started a little earlier than it normally does in the uh, the NBA. There's still three first round series yeah, that so haven't we got finished. Rockets, is that yeah. uh, Thunder Clippers? Uh, yeah, in the Utah series, right? Or is that over? And if you go, if you go nope, back to could, the first, that could if you go back to the first bubble, be if, over. Yeah. Ah, if you go back to the first bubble episode, I said it was going to be a long first round. <laughs> okay, so you did, you did. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, well, Mitch, what's up with you? Like, before we, let's just keep this small talk going for a second before we really dive into what's been going uh, I'm, on. I'm totally, I feel like I'm steamrolling today. Uh, I don't know, I've kind of been uh, busy, 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 not watching a lot of basketball, to be honest. Uh, I think people can probably tell that from the last two episodes, been letting you guys do the brunt of the talking. 
Um, but I am closely keeping an eye on the Clippers uh, versus Mavericks score uh, as we speak. And if anybody needs a score update, I'll be here thinking about it. And yeah, let's be honest. I'm not that much better. Like, there's a reason why we need Jay here for like the full apps now. Like, this is, you know, <laughs> we, we need him. Well, that's all I got to say about that. We just need Coach Jay for these apps. And I think we're going to get, uh, I got, I didn't ask him, but we should get Strem on for an episode or two or whatever. Just, you know, like I said, it's the summer, so we're just kind of mailing it in and we're doing these episodes uh, as we see as we see fit and as we want to. So, all right. So the last time we spoke, we were still deep in round one, pretty much. I don't know if there were any. There might have been a few that were close to sweeps like the, um, the Raptors and the Celtics. But then, um, you know, the shooting of Jacob Blake happened. And if you don't know about that, we're not going to talk about that because you're living under a rock and you should know about it if you don't. Um, but the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to play. They were uh, going into game five with the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic were actually out on the floor, so we can talk about if we think that was appropriate for the Bucks not to give them a heads up, because um, maybe that was a bad look for the Magic, or was it just that spur of a moment thing that it, then it just kind of spiraled? Because at the end of the day, the Magic respected uh, the Bucks' decision. But yeah, so the Bucks didn't play, spiraled into again the NBA led this, uh, you know, justice movement and Black Lives Matter movement. Obviously, the league is predominantly black men. So, you know, they said, you're watching us for entertainment and we feel like nothing's changed and nothing's done here. And so the Bucks didn't play and forced everyone again to stop watching basketball and talk about these important issues. So let's start there. What do we think of the Bucks decision? And then that spiraled into the rest of professional sports, basically. I'll, I'll go ahead. Sorry, I hate try, I hate uh, putting people on the spot. <laughs> wicked, wicked timing. Go um, ahead, Mitch. Yeah, I huge huge props to the Bucks. Uh, I think it was the right move. Uh, we need um, we need people in respected or powerful or however you want to say it positions. You know what I mean? Refusing to work in general you know what i mean like it it's not even about it being entertainment or a distraction it's like no we have to say is enough enough is enough like and it starts at the people who have the most to lose so yeah or you know what i mean maybe not the most to lose but like you know what i mean own the most and have the most wealth to lose i guess is what i'm saying as for is it a bad look to the magic or any other team that was like later in deciding I don't really think so. Um, I think that, like, everybody... Like you said, the whole Players Association followed suit. Um, there was some other stuff that prece- or that um, came after that, that that seemed a little sketchy with the, with the full player strike. But I'm, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not too up on that, but I'm pretty sure Patrick Beverly is a scumbag. I don't like Patrick Beverly. Oh yeah, I also want to denounce Marcus Morris as a as the Clippers guy. I'd like to denounce Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris officially. I know I've stood up for both of them. Can in the you past, say elaborate? Because I'm actually not. Suck. I you need to elaborate. Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly said some like real sexist ass stuff to a players' association executive, I guess. Uh, and then Marcus Morris. Uh, 
You didn't see what happened with that? No, I'm just looking. With Luca? Oh, like stepping on his foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I mean for that. It was just obviously a scumbag move. Um, Either way, uh, I think it's cool that they were like, okay, player strike. The NBA itself was like, okay, yeah, we'll go along with it. And then a day later, they're like, all right, we're playing again. That's the part that I think is bullshit. Like... There is, I agree. It's actually, make we a think stand, though that you know because I mean? there like, are actionable items, you're not items, changing right, anything. But there are actionable what? items that came out of that. Do we think like that's enough? Should they? Because obviously, do you know what the do you know what the actionable the items are? Because I I actually yeah, am not the big uh, one that I saw that I thought, oh wow, that's actually dope and could make a difference. Is that owner uh, arenas that are owned by the owners are going to be, or they're going to try to work with authorities to transform them into voting stations for the election which i thought was pretty cool it's like okay um and pl- it, it seems like that's a tangible thing that's being done that maybe wouldn't have been done if they said if they just kept playing um they've made a new uh i don't know if it's called a committee but there's like this new uh committee of players as well as representation from the league i assume that uh, is going to continue to talk about these things and what else they can do, solid, tangible things. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree. Like, I don't know if I expected them to come back so quick, but I feel like they made, again, it sucks that we just say, oh, they made another statement, but this was a pretty big statement that spiraled and, ma- and forced people like us, everyday people, to stop because it's true. We were just talking about basketball again. You know what I mean? And this is what they said would happen. And I see why they would feel trapped in the bubble because everyone's just talking about them playing basketball. And yes, black lives matters on the court, but I don't know. Jay chime in. So I think the only issue with the bucks going ahead with it is that the league didn't get to kind of plan out the, okay, what happens next steps? Uh, which resulted, like you said, in them coming back within two days. So it looked like, oh, they just took a day off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean, that's the only real issue I have with what the Bucks did is that they they didn't allow for a post uh, like a post strike plan. But I mean, Milwaukee, Wisconsin in general is where that latest shooting happened. So, I mean, they kind of had to put the pressure on their city. And obviously with them being one of the most watched currently teams, like with Giannis as one of the the league's faces, I think that was, uh, I think it was the right move. Just, it would have been nice for them to, especially, especially the magic. Cause the, like, they especially could have yeah. let the magic know because they were out on the court <laughs> expecting a game, right? So, yeah. so then it, it makes them look like, oh, well, how come this team's willing to play and this team isn't? You know what I mean? Whereas right. everyone was technically on the same page. Like the Celtics and the Raptors had talked about it the night before. So they had been talking about it, but nobody had been affirmative. Like, okay, we're going to do this now. And then the Bucks just yeah. kind of locked themselves in their locker room for a few hours. And... Exactly. But, so, so skip forward. Sorry, skip forward to uh, the Bucks. I thought it was important for the Bucks to come out and make a statement like that because uh, you know they started this whole thing. So they come out, make their statement, and then the players. Uh, I think it was just the players' association that had a meeting that night in the bubble. And then this is where, again, uh, Ferg alluded to it. I also don't know too many of the details because I feel like a lot of the details that we were leaked were either inaccurate 
um, as I think Dame tweeted, like, where are y'all getting this info or whatever, um, which caused a lot of ripples and like, well, how much of this is actually true? But supposedly uh, both L.A. teams voted to uh, boycott the whole playoff seasons over. LeBron supposedly st- uh, walked out of the meeting and then the Lakers uh, followed their leader out of the meeting. Um, so what do we do? Jay, do you know any more details than that of what happened there and what caused that seemed uh ruffle anyway in the meeting it actually it it came out later that it was actually dwight and rondo who voted against resuming the playoffs okay lebron wanted to go with the consensus so then when they started jumping around and there was differentiating opinions on the team and because lebron wanted lebron wanted more from the owners. He wanted more uh, involvement from the owners before they would resume play. And Rondo and Dwight didn't want to resume play at all. They wanted to cancel the playoffs. And I'm not sure who was... Uh, the Clippers were involved as well on the uh, the vote-off, but I'm not sure which players from their side. I think it would have been the right move. Like, I don't... I think with everything going on in the world, like basketball and sports should be an afterthought. Like they should, you know what I mean? Like people with that kind of platform and people with that kind of, uh, those kind of resources should be putting them towards the problems of today, probably, and not basketball. But you know what I mean? If it's on, I'm going to watch it. Um, I'm a real man of conviction. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a moot point. Like they, uh, I don't want to take away from anything that happened. Like it's, it's great. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad the Bucks did what they did. I'm glad that the players, uh, rallied and you know what I mean. At least boycotted what they did. Boycott. Uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. At the end of the day, uh, I think it's still to be. You know, jury is out on if like a big enough message or statement was sent but it seems like at least you know it went it, it's now gone beyond just the the this thing sewed on their jerseys and painted on the court it's like we've at least they've tried to put that point across and again i've heard you know people in the media say they're you know wh- who's to say they're not going to do this again if they don't uh feel like change is coming However, well, just, I will wait, say, hold on there, Jeff. Uh, I think that's yeah. the important thing is that they showed that they're willing to do it. You know what I mean? Because um, I, I do think that it is better for them to be playing right now, in a sense, because, you know, national television is their platform. Like, sure, these guys can be just as impactful on social media, but you can easily avoid social media, whereas it's a little tougher to avoid, you know, if you're on ABC, if you're taking over every sport channel, you know what I mean? So that's, I think is an important reason for them to continue playing. Um, Keeping the money that they're going to be earning by playing in their black communities is also a, a good reason to continue playing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, how many NBA players live in black communities? Let's yeah, obviously, obviously, let's a lot of them honest. do not. Stay. Let's let's be completely honest. <laughs> I want I want black men to have more money too, but <laughs> let's be honest, they don't live in. 
Oh, they, they, don't, they, they don't live, live in, in them anymore, for sure. They definitely, they definitely have moved on <laughs> to higher class neighborhoods. But I mean, some of them at least still put the money back into where they came from. For sure, I'm only playing. I'm only playing. I, I think it's. Uh, I think you're right completely about that. And at the end of the day, here we are spending X amount of time talking about something we probably wouldn't have uh, if they didn't do this. And one note though. This was made, I don't want to say easier, but this was made more doable by the fact that there's already nobody physically in the audience watching these games. It, imagine the, it would have been, I would have loved it more if they were in Milwaukee and this game was about to start and the Bucks said, see you later with, you know, 12 to however many thousand people in the audience. But do we think they, do we think they would pull up that stop? You know what I mean? Because this is different. There's no one there watching the games. Yeah, millions on TV. But to stop playing in this scenario now, it's just like, oh, the referees walk off the floor and that's it. Yeah, I guess I, I'm not sure how useful of a conversation this is, but I do think it would be more impactful if there were people in the stands. So, yeah, I can see how maybe it would be more you know what I mean? More of a intimidating thing to do. But yeah, it happened. Do you know what I mean? It certainly did. And it Uh, kind of still... The what if. The what if is is playing out. You know what I mean? It's not like any of the games have changed. It's not like any home court advantages have changed or anything like that. Um, It very much is like everybody just took a day off. You know what I mean? Like, it very much is. Those are the vibes as far as, like, how the league is affected. And, yeah, I uh, one more thing. Because when we first said that, we said the shout-out to the NBA. I think the NBA uh, didn't do shouldn't get any credit in this regard. Like, I think all the credit should go to the players and the Players Association. Um, because again, like the NBA didn't do shit until the players, uh, made them stop. Uh, you know what I mean? Until the players made them. Yeah, for sure. Player led movement. There's some owners that voted not to have black lives matter painted on the court. So like, that's why it's so frustrating. Cause it's like, we still have like the owners of the team can't support that. Like where, like how, what do you, how do you get, how do you make them understand or make, or, or change the mindset and change the conversation for them? Uh, but basketball is back, and we are heading into round two of the playoffs in some scenarios. We're back in the bubble, uh, and we're going to talk about the matchups, potential matchups. We'll, um, I hope one of you has the, our predictions opened up because we're going to have to make some more predictions and discuss which ones we all – I don't know if any of us hit, hit uh, a win, but we'll talk about that. And there's a couple series still going as of right now. Looks like the Clippers are handily – up on the Mavs in the third quarter of game six. So, producer Ferg, where shall we go first? I guess uh, since... uh, I guess we'll stay... Or no, we'll go to the second round first, and we'll go to the first seed in the West, the LA Lakers, um, wiped out the Portland Trailblazers uh, and secured themselves the only spot in the second round on the west coast so far yeah so well basically the last time we spoke i believe the lakers were up 3-1 probably 
Uh, and then Dame didn't play the last game, so not really much to note. They handled them. There was that game one scare, I guess you'd call it, that a lot of people love to talk smack about the Lakers after that game, including myself. And you know, and it happened to the Raptors today. So what it is, what it is. But they they finished. They won the next four unanswered and, and took the series. So they faced the winner of Houston, Oklahoma. Um, do you want to talk about that? I guess, and then the potential matchup for the Lakers does that make sense or do we have or does anyone have anything to say about the the Portland Lakers series before we put the Portland Trailblazers to bed for a few months shout out to the Portland Trailblazers they played uh (laughs) they played a real tough last game there in game five they actually led most of the first half Uh, Mello and CJ had a really great game uh Gary Trent Jr. is doing his thing um, Afrony Simons had a uh, had his probably his best game of the playoffs, but yeah, it's tough. They uh, they faced a lot of injuries. Uh, Dame, obviously the big one. Uh, Zach Collins missed the series, but uh, yeah, they were tough. They uh, they came to the bubble with a purpose. They they got into the playoffs. So they just ran into a better team in the Lakers. Pretty much everything that you said <laughs> when we went over these uh, predictions panned out, uh, I won't lie. Because, again, I was kind of on the proponent of, you know, maybe, just maybe in this environment, the Trailblazers can go on some miracle run. Um, but again, like you said, yes, they did that for a game, and then they did that for a game. And that was that. Um, so they're they're gone. So now we're on to the Rockets and the Thunder. So... Uh, game six is tomorrow at 10 o'clock and Westbrook is back, but it didn't really make much of a difference in his first game. Do we think that's going to continue? I think he went like three for 13 from the field. I can't remember. I was looking at it earlier, but do we think, uh, the Rockets close this out or will the Thunder put up a fight? Go ahead, Mitch. I think the Rockets. I originally had picked the Thunder to take this, um, especially in that last game, uh, kind of seeing how, I don't know, just in general, uh, like, uh, yeah, in general, it seemed like uh, OKC was just like falling to pieces, had no coordination whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I see this one being a quick cleanup for a six games for Houston, where I had originally said six games for OKC. So what were our predictions for this series? So Mitch had six for OKC, was it? I think I was the only one to take the Rockets. Yeah, I also had the Thunder in six. And I had uh, Rockets in... You had Rockets in... I believe six. Yeah, you had Rockets in six. And it made sense. Like, the other thing, too, is Westbrook's only been out for a few weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's it's a, a quad, quad injury. injury. Yeah. That's tricky. Those are leg injuries. Are yeah. Tricky in basketball, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Every time I, every time I play, uh, start like softball for the summer, that's the first injury I have is a quad injury because I don't stretch. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know the 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 games. The Thunder uh, won that they were tight games. The last two, or sorry, game five was an abomination. Um, so I see this series being wrapped up. I mean, they've been off for however long now. Uh, they haven't played since actually. 
They played after the restart. Okay, so they are, for, I don't know. I still think the Rockets take it. <laughs> um, and then we look at the Lakers and the Rockets. I can't pick the Rockets in that series. I mean, it's classic Rockets to win around and go home, is it not? Like, or something similar? <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds about right. And uh, yeah. I mentioned this earlier. Um, the Houston Rockets are the same song as the Portland Trailblazers with the volume turned up. You did say that, the, yeah. the, It's the same thing. It's, yeah. it's just guard-heavy offense with next to no defense, and they're going to be at a huge size disadvantage. Right. I mean, obviously, you're going to say that Westbrook and Harding is a better pairing than McCollum and Lillard, but... They're also a way less efficient pairing than McCollum and Lillard. And Houston's Houston's even a smaller team than Portland is. At least Portland had two seven-footers in Nurkic and Whiteside. The Rockets, right. the Rockets run a, a starting five with five guards in it. For sure. And then I add the fact that... Um... The Lakers, you know, the the worry, the, the not the worry, but the concern or like the the opinion I had of the Lakers was that if they're going to be taken out, maybe it would have been early because they have it's early in the bubble. They haven't figured it out. And now they're just having this time and time again to mesh, to build chemistry, to be the best team in the league. They should be because of who is on their team. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, at this point. And like you said, they're battle tested. Portland was a good team. Houston's a good team. So if they continue beating these teams in five, six games, maybe even four games, uh, the Lakers are going to be tough to beat. And I don't see, yeah, once they run into the Clippers, maybe, but I don't know. The Clippers don't have it right now, in my opinion, compared to the Lakers. Uh, any other comment? Should we make a prediction? We don't really know who's won that first round series yet, so we can't really predict the Lakers' second round series because we are going to game six tomorrow and the Thunder could win the game. So maybe we hold off on that. What, what do you, how do you think we should handle these predictions for the second round? Just do the ones we can or what? Oh, yeah, just predict who's going to make it. Yeah, don't. there's no reason to predict a second round yet. It seems we can like... make predictions later. Yeah, this is... We'll make, predict, we'll make predictions for, this, for the second round in the East Coast, for sure. But we'll have to wait for the West Coast, because it doesn't make any sense. Agreed. It's more of a puzzle to navigate these uh, when you're going round, between rounds. Uh, Producer Ferg, take us somewhere else. Yeah, let's go over to what happened with the first seed on the East uh, in Milwaukee taking out the Orlando Magic. Another one where there was an early upset game. Everybody thought, ooh, could it be? Yeah, and then the Bucks just came out in game five and won the game in the first half uh, and beat and beat the Magic in, in, in five games. So again, it's like, it's funny how that worked. <laughs> I really was getting excited when two number one seeds fell uh, in, in game one, but then <laughs> the one, or two number eight seeds, sorry. Or no, two number one seeds fell in the first game and then came back to win four in a row. Uh, yeah, I don't know. what Jay, what do you have to say about that series? Wrap it up for us. Um, does this also, we're going to talk about how does the first round series with the Nets affect the Raptors' battle-testedness, and does this happen in Milwaukee as well, going in to face the Heat? Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely does. Um, 
the Heat are a significantly better team and much more healthy team <laughs> than the Orlando Magic were. Um, the Bucks did not look impressive by any stretch of the imagination against the Magic, given how shorthanded they were and just how not good of a team they are, even when they are healthy. The, yeah. the Bucks didn't like convincingly handle them. Do you know what I mean? For sure, no. There was, um, yeah, there was some. I don't know. At the end of the day, the score, the box score, looks like they did. But uh, yeah, w- w- I I agree. The, the eye the test of the games that I you're watching the game. Say that again. I said the eye test doesn't look like they handled them though. Watching watching the games happen, they didn't. I don't know. They didn't look as fluid as a number <laughs> one seed should look, especially when everyone favors the box as much as they do. For sure, for sure. It looked, yeah, it looked like the Magic gave a bigger fight than the Nets uh, gave a big a, a bigger fight to the Bucks than the Nets gave to uh, the Raptors. So we look ahead then. So let's I guess talk about um, the Heat and Pacers because we want to talk second round matchups. So let me just pull that up. <clears throat> and uh, so the Heat win in a sweep. Um, did anyone expect this to happen? I really thought this was going to be a better series. Absolutely. I don't remember what our predictions Absolutely were, but that not. seems crazy. I took Heat in seven, Mitch went Pacers in six, and you went Pacers in six. Yeah. So apparently so like, we, what happened to the Pacers? <laughs> apparently we all expected a lot more from the Pacers, but that's typical Pacers, I guess. Uh, Miles Turner. Like, they didn't have many big injury issues, did they? No, they had none. They had no injury issues. No. Miles Turner is just like the poster boy for inconsistency. And maybe he's just spread it to the rest of his team. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he rebounded the ball well, but it's about his. <laughs> the, uh, the amount of TJs wore them down over time. <laughs> they have too many um, TJs. But yeah, Heat, yeah, Heat and Bucks will be a better series than I think people give it. Uh, I don't think it'll be, per se, an interesting series to watch in terms of mm. styles of basketball, but in terms of if you want a good series uh, lengthwise, I think it will be. Yeah, okay, so where do you give, like, we'll make predictions here, but um, with, yeah, with the way the Bucks have, are playing, and I guess with the way the Heat are playing, you would think that makes for an interesting series, um, and maybe... I don't know. Milwaukee might. I think they'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, it, it could be. It could be a long series. And like Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler, so he can do some special stuff. Um, and Giannis hasn't really, I don't know, shown his dominance uh, like his north south ability that he normally shows. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, Mitch, make a prediction for this series. I'm gonna say Bucks in six. All right, I'll. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm I'm struggling with this. I think the Bucks take it, um, and maybe that's what they need is to play a team that that tests them. So I'll uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks in six as well. I'm gonna go Bucks in seven. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go the distance here, guys. We're going the distance, but, and I think at this but this point, time we're actually going to we make were, it to seven instead of four. Yeah, and we were wondering, like, I don't think there is absolutely any advantage to these home games, right? Like, 
their logos on the floor. I th- maybe like the announcers more hype when you score a bucket than the other team. I don't really know, <laughs> to be honest, but it doesn't seem like even the, you know, media, they're not calling them home and away games. It's just like the first game, the second game. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but. <clears throat> not really. The uh, the Miami <laughs> Heat are a pretty gritty team. They have a lot of good defenders, a lot of shooting. So they match up well with the Bucks in that aspect. Um, yeah, like you said, Jimmy Butler's obviously a game where he's going to come to play. They got Bam out of the bayou. and uh mine and jeff's favorite face in the bubble uh duncan robinson duncan but yeah um, damn i don't know i see the heat pushing them but the i still think the bucks are gonna come out of that series but but they definitely need to play significantly better than they did against the magic for sure for sure um all right, so let's take it to the bottom half of these brackets. Where do you want to go, east or west, Ferg? Uh, let's go to the east. Where are we starting? Uh, 3v6, let's go Boston versus Philly. A clean sweep. Clean sweep. One of the two. Not much to really... I'll try and kick it off, but I mean, there's all there's rumors now that Brett Brown is in trouble uh, because of this sweep, but I don't know. This seems like a management issue. Uh, Brett Brown me, is not in trouble, not. sir. Brett Brown is already fired. Oh my God! What? When? <laughs> How long ago? Uh, like maybe yesterday or the day before. Okay, that's not too too bad then. That's crazy that I didn't hear that though. Um, all right. So did they hire anybody or no? No, they have not. COVID is uh, COVID um, is preventing the job search at the moment. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so Boston swept Philly, not much to say. Ben Simmons was obviously not playing, but even if he was, they just didn't look good and Boston took them handily. Um, what do we think happens with Philly going forward? Like, I guess they fired their coach. So do they give it a go with this roster still? Do they make major changes or try to make major changes? Uh, I feel like they're a step backwards team this season. Sorry, I was no I, I was wrong. They've they fired no Brett Brown a week ago, so pretty much the day they got eliminated, they fired him. Uh, all right, just makes me look a little bit worse. That's fine. Um, yeah, Philly's out. Boston's in. <laughs> I don't know what else do we say about that series. At the time we last spoke, it was three zero, so we knew it was over. I don't. Yeah, Philly's Philly's a uh, a shell of a team. <laughs> uh, they. They have nothing going for them. Like their most consistent, like uh, what's his face? Tobias is like their most consistent player. Is it time for them to no longer trust the process? Is that what just happened in Brett Brown's fire? Oh uh, yeah, the the process is dead. I, <laughs> I, is, I think that's what Brett Brown's signify uh, firing signifies. It could, it could. Um, all right, well let's talk about the Raptors and Nets again. They set a, their bench set a record for uh, points in a game, any regular season or playoff game. Their bench had 100 points in the game that Lowry got hurt, which probably allowed more bench players, obviously, to play. But they still scored 150 in the game, demolished the Nets in four games, uh, first sweep in franchise history. Not really much to note besides the fact that Lowry uh, hurts 
his ankle, it looked like at first, well, it looked like his ankle, like he turned it. And then after the game, Nick Nurse uh, said they were looking at the arch of his foot, which sounded concerning to me because I was like, arch of your foot, like that can break and it probably would break uh, before sprain. I don't know. But then they came back and it was his ankle. Uh, and he played in game one against the Celtics today. And probably good thing he did because they probably would have lost by 40. If not, I think he was their leading scorer. Um, I'd say he was probably close to the best player on the floor, if you could call that, uh, call, call one as the best player for the Raptors. But what do we think generally is going to happen with this series? I think it's going to be a long dogfight of a series. Uh, and you know, I, I admit that the rat, the Celtics could win this. They looked really, really good today and shot. I think they made like 10 or 11 corner threes, which really exposed the Raptors, uh, in those areas. Before we send the Nets home, I just want to say that they're going to get Greg Popovich next year. I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm just kidding. No, no, they're not. What? They're going to try, but they're not going. They're not going to succeed. <laughs> Is Pop out of a contract yeah. right now? Is he like yeah. a free yeah. agent? He's Crazy. he's either going to stay with the Spurs or retire. Though him going anywhere else is a pipe dream to me. Like not to me, but in my yeah, opinion, yeah, it is. for sure. That's crazy. There's. There's not many times in like basketball where you have like that much of a, a, you know, high profile coach free agent. Like I don't really hear about that as much uh, as maybe I would think, but pop definitely fits the bill for like all-star free agent coach for anyone who wants him. Kyrie, KD and pop. Um, Terrible, terrible. What? (laughs) Cohesion. That would be. (laughs) Anyway, Raptors and uh, who are they playing? I forget what we just said. The Celtics, yes. The Celtics. Uh, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go Raptors in seven. Raps in seven. I uh, so we were watching the game earlier, and they were like, "Oh shit, we have to make our predictions." So it was in the middle of the first quarter when Jay and I made our predictions, and I said Raps in six. Mitchell, <coughs> I gotta say Bucks. And <laughs> Celtics in seven. Yeah, Dictor. Um, Celts in seven. Okay, so I don't know. So we watched game one today, and you could say the normal things of like, oh, you chalk it up to, you know, the raps are like something like 15 and one in the bubble. Every, they're due for a loss. But then when you look at who they're playing, their history, the, the one loss in the bubble was to that team by a lot of points. They got thumped that game too. Then you look at their history. They got thumped on Christmas Day by Boston. It's just like we are not, for whatever reason, matched up to the Celtics at all. And like, I do think, you know, it's not like the Celtics are going to sweep the series, but I think right now it's like, okay, Raptors, your move. Like, what are you going to do here to solve this problem that's existed this entire season? Um, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's there's four teams uh, in left in the league right now that don't play like very uh like uh what 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 am i trying to say very like concentrated or you know what i mean like uh in oh here's what i'm trying to say milwaukee plays uh Giannis. uh the lakers play ad lebron good team uh, basketball you know I mean? like it's super super superstar basketball half of the teams are superstar basketball half the teams are just like 
teams. You know what I mean? Like good ass teams. You know what I mean? And I think Boston and the Raptors are probably the top two in that uh, category with Miami being up there too. And then I'd say probably the Clippers. Um, yet the Clippers probably have like the least cohesion as far as like that good, good team goes. Um, so yeah, I definitely think this is probably going to be the best series we get on the East side this uh yeah, and it's and it might be the series of the you know end up being the series of the bubble. Who knows? Like, because I think you're right. It's like the Celtics and Raptors seem like they're the most well oiled. They and again, it didn't look like it today. The Raptors looked atrocious. Um, well, they have nothing to do on defense against Boston because you know what I mean. Like they play. There's ways to play against. You know what I mean. Like there's ways to fuck up Milwaukee's game plan like there's ways to fuck up LA's game plan but like you like double team someone on Boston and then you're just like leaving up leaving out like a bunch of elite shooters and that's the issue with Boston's team is their scoring is so balanced across the team they have they have three guys that average 20 and then Hayward averaged 17 so so <laughs> yeah and like you said hey so like, it's like mitch Sorry, said when you have those guys out on the floor it's like you they had five legitimate scoring threats on the floor at all times so you can't really game plan for one person yeah and like you had mentioned uh when hayward goes down and is not playing it's like does anyone even notice that? Like, has this affected the Celtics at all? And you can say that about the Raptors too. Like, honestly, when Lowry did get hurt, I was like, okay, the one person you don't want gone, it, it was him. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we have that win by committee mentality and it's like, the, you know, next man up mentality. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a dogfight of a series. I think the Raptors will take game two. And... We'll see what happens. I mean, you, you know that they're not just going to lie over. Um, they're the defending champions, so you move on. They've only well, won, honestly, like, two or three game ones ever, so I shouldn't be as, like, mopey honestly, as I Honestly, I only <laughs> took the Raptors for my pick because I earlier made the pick for the Raptors to come out of the East, and I can't bet against myself. The, the Celtics yeah. are absolutely <laughs> going to push the Raptors this series. But I, I do give the edge to the Raptors because I think they're a better defensive team. Um, and that's going well, to... It, it is. That's what it's going to come down to. And that showed up today. Well that showed up today in Like There were times today when that that showed up. Um, and the defensive play was there from the Raptors. And again, yeah, like Boston absolutely shot the lights out today. They're not going to do that for three more games in a row. So there will be games that come down to, you know, five, like single digits that the Raptors hopefully uh, experience will take over and and win them enough games where, you know, they, they can win the series. <coughs> All right. And moving back over to the West Coast, um, you know what I mean? The only place where we have a full uh, conference or what do you call it? Division. Uh of the playoffs with uh, with both teams still in the first round. Uh, I guess we'll do Denver versus Utah first, where uh, sports media is 
completely uh, fucking going nuts about uh, Donovan Mitchell, who's apparently a guy who only just started playing yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about this series? Well, I to start, I remember saying something at the be- when we made these, uh, when we were talking about the the matchups before the round started, and I said this series, I thought or at, posed the question, does it come down to Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray? And it seems like when you look at Game Five, uh, Jamal Murray straight up dominated the three main uh, stat lines: points, rebounds, assists, led all three categories for his team. And then had 42 points, and Donovan Mitchell dropped 30 points. So, looking ahead to Game Six, if um, wait, hold on, did you just say Jamal Murray led the Nuggets in rebounding? Yeah, sorry, that's not what I meant to say. He I, he led his team in all three stat lines: points, rebounds, assists. In Game Five, uh, okay, <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> no, I mean that um that's a good example of teams that can be good cohesive units but then will fall back to a superstar player. And yeah. I, I do a hundred percent agree with Mitch. Uh Donovan Mitchell has been doing what he's doing. Maybe not to the, the fifty point extents or the forty point extents, but he's been a prime scorer in the NBA since he's come in. And Maybe because Utah has been lower conference seating, they don't really get that attention. Or, like, I don't know, they're not a, a huge glamour market by any means. But Donovan Mitchell has been a proven scorer, absolutely. Uh, Rudy Gobert, great defender, obviously. Tons of shooting on that team. Um, I still think Denver is going to take the series and move on. But uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see how that ends up. I guess that is an interesting one too, because that this is uh, they haven't played since the twenty fifth, uh, and Game Six goes tonight at nine thirty. So you can't really give momentum to the Nuggets. They won the last game, but um, we'll see. I'd like to see this one go seven. That'd be interesting. We haven't gotten a Game Seven yet. Uh, let me see how the Clippers and Mavs are doing here. Everyone listening to this already knows the outcome, but. <laughs> We're, oh, it's a commercial. I don't know. I'm assuming the Clippers. Right now, we're looking at 95 to 80 or 102 to 89 for the Clippers. Um, so the Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic is trying to mount uh, a one person comeback here. <laughs> it's not going to happen. The rest of the team is completely nowhere to be seen. Trey Burke's doing nothing. Hardaway's doing nothing. Lil Seth ain't doing shit. This is a good time to move over to that series, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> I want to point out and maybe apologize to Chris, Chris Stapps Porzingis, who <laughs> I think I was given a hard time for not playing, but he has he like tore his ACL or MCL or something, and now they're telling him like, "No, you're out. You can't. You're not." Yeah, he, he tore his meniscus, <laughs> and we're here like, "Man, you have a sore knee." Why is he? Why playing? is he not playing with a sore <laughs> knee? But I mean, to be fair, to be fair, that's all they said it was was knee soreness. Yes, yeah. And I have them, seen Go ahead. It it took them 3 or 4 days to actually be like, okay, he tore his meniscus. For sure. Yeah, and that's toxic, man. Like that's I don't trust sports health professionals at all. Well, it, because it looks bad. They it's a it's a complete conflict of interest because they're gonna 
they're gonna say whatever looks best and then like hopefully eke out the chance that like if he's possible to be able to play they can be like oh it's just knee soreness and like legit play a dude with and obviously they didn't but like uh, you know what i mean like but in terms only- in terms of media though that makes him look terrible like oh why are you sitting out if your knee is just like a little sore you know what I mean? Like your team needs yeah. you in the playoffs, but in reality, this guy has a torn meniscus, which I for I know sure no. personally that you cannot play with. Yeah, I, I know. I've seen it, maybe meniscus is different. I've seen athletes try and put a brace on and play with the torn. Maybe it's an ACL that you can like give it a go with. I don't know, but I've seen it happen. Well, Kevin Durant had some crazy shit going on last year. I don't know. Yeah, that was in down years. He, yeah, that was his. Well, originally they said it wasn't. Um, why can't his Achilles, I, Achilles snapped, yeah, they said it? it wasn't that, but then when he came back from his injury, which they said was a calf injury, he tore his Achilles. Uh, and it was, right, yeah. it was, it was his Achilles the whole time, though, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, these sports organizations don't give a fuck about the players, like, they will lie about the illness, like Jay said, make the guy look like an asshole. Just for the off chance that, like, oh, maybe we'll be able to play our star player while he's injured. I think that's more tactics. Yes, it's like you can't trust them, but it's not in the name of, like, lying to people like us. It's in the name of, like, not giving your opponent uh, information that might help, you know, knowing or not knowing whether this person's going to play. I still think it's ruthless and terrible. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> like it's not. It's just a because pretty, you it's can a pretty get a competitive tactic. advantage from it. Right. I guess it's like it happens in all sports. It's widespread. You know, when some they always, you know, they always come out and say like this very vague uh, description of the injury. And in hockey, it's even worse. They just say define it between upper body and lower body. It's like doesn't matter what they do. It's either just an upper body injury or a lower body injury. Um, and I guess that's just how it goes. But so, okay. So basically, we think the Clips are going to take this series. The Mavericks, specifically Luka Doncic, put up a huge fight. Great buzzer beater. Memorable game in the bubble. Really exciting to watch. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't think the Mavericks, you know, I really like the Mavs. I think they might be like my, one of my favorite teams, if not my favorite team uh, out of the West. I think they're exciting to watch. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with Luka. And like Mitch said, he's trying to mount a one one man comeback here, but I don't think it's it's gonna happen. There's five minutes left, so five minutes is a lot of time. But let's look ahead and assume we've got Clippers. Um, and who would they be playing? Sorry, Clippers. They'd be playing Utah. the Nuggets or Denver. Denver. Utah, we think the Nuggets. Which we also don't know. So it's kind of hard. We can't really talk about a second yeah, round there. <laughs> I think you guys are. Yeah, I think it's crazy to. Especially if you're going to call it for the Nuggets. I think it's crazy to call that today. Call the Nuggets? Call that or series the... right now, yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. There's there's not much, uh, no further discussion needed in the second round of the West. But so right now, kind of to wrap all that, Boston, Toronto, Miami, and Milwaukee are all through. Uh, I guess you could consider that there was one upset, if you can call it that, the Heat swept the the number four seed Pacers. Um, and now we're going to give Milwaukee a run. And again, we, as we said, Boston-Toronto is going to be hopefully uh, a crazy long series and very competitive and exciting to watch. Uh, hot and the Lakers take, are the only take. ones. What's that? I said I have a hot take. 
Let's hear it. Milwaukee Ooh. is the worst team left in the East. <laughs> I agree. Wow. No, I don't even think that's a hot take. It I is, think though. it's completely right. They're the hot they're the worst team with the best player. Yeah, hundred percent. I could see I yeah. could see anybody beating any of those guys beating Milwaukee right now. Hundred percent, I agree. It's pretty crazy. It the is Bucks hot, are, but I agree. Yeah, the Bucks are my uh, logic pick. We not my like hopeful pick, but when we made a pick to who win, who wins the ship, I took the Bucks. I think <laughs> I shouldn't say that out loud. It was either the Bucks or the Lakers, and I can't remember who I took. We have the receipts. Uh, yeah, we we do have the receipts. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said the Raptors were leaving the East, and now I have them losing to Boston. So I think a lot's <laughs> changed since again, again, the first yeah. bubble episode. For sure. Um, what else do we want to do before we wrap it up? I think we're we're in pretty good spirits here. Basketball's back. The playoffs have continued, uh, and we're we're you know the the NBA players have forced us into more social justice conversations and Black Lives Matter conversations and um putting it to the forefront so we're gonna do this again hopefully i don't know in another week's time we'll have more stuff to talk about Bruce ferg take us home oh sorry i have uh so this week uh i'm sure you guys have all heard the story of Breonna taylor and the justice for Breonna taylor that we're trying to get so we're gonna post the link to how you can actually because last week it was a donate thing but if you don't have money to donate that's understandable but you can contact people who can make real change and annoy them and email them and call them so we'll post a link to how you can do that and demand justice for Breonna taylor that's all i got ferg uh round two in the bubble too much trouble everybody going crazy it might amaze me i start to go hazy in my head when i when i think about the milwaukee bucks saying we ain't gonna play instead uh all right uh and that was the gayest podcast in basketball for jeff shy jay campbell i mitch ferguson but I must use the wrong call. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what it's good for. I've been in a right place, but it must have been a wrong time. My head is in a bad place, but I have such a good time. I've been running, trying to get hung up in my mind. Just got to give myself a good talking to this time. I got to cue my insecurity. I've been in a wrong place. What a sin, Jamie. It's, not, it's too icy for him.